Take us through the, the, the customer journey real quick when somebody walks into your facility, kind of how you guys handle your new customers, because we have some new customers here, right? We have potential new clients for you. Give, give them an idea of what the, uh, 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 how they'll be welcomed in and, you know, kind of the journey they'll go through before buying. So, you know, when somebody first walks in our store, you know, you'll see, you'll, you'll see the cleanliness, right? That's the first thing about us in our organization is we want to make a first impression. And we believe that first impression is when you go through that vestibule door. Uh, once you come into us, you'll see plenty of signage. We're straight ahead is service to the left is parts, right on the right hand backside is sales. Um, and then you walk in that direction. And it's the expectation of the people that work for me to come up and say, how may I serve you? Right. We, we take that serious. We believe in the servitude leadership model where everybody is here to serve someone, right? Including myself, I'm here to serve the people that work for me and my customers. So once you are agreed by a sales associate, um, then after that, the process starts, right? Even when we try to get to understand your business, you know, what we, you know, the idea of understanding your business journey and your business goals and what you are trying to accomplish instead of us telling, us telling you what we're trying to accomplish with you. Um, I think that's something different because oftentimes when you go into places, People want to sell you on what they want to sell you on. Well, I want to know what you need, and then I want to give you my expertise to help you make the best decision possible. Because for me, it's not about the first truck I sell you. I, I can sell anybody a first truck. I, you know, we, we can do that. But it's about that second and third truck growth, because as your company continues to grow, you're going to continue to come back and buy from us. And you're going to do the thing that a customer can do best for me, and that's go and tell somebody, hey, I went to K. Neal at Hyattsville, Maryland. I had an incredible experience. I bought my first truck there. Now my fleet is 20 trucks. And I am telling you, if you want to get on the trucking journey, you need to go see them at K. Neal. No doubt. And you said you even have uh, people that will sit down and kind of go through the financials, you know, with, with customers, right? And kind of almost build out like a business plan. Yep. Essentially, we have an in-house financing center here at our organization. Um, and we also do financing stuff personally ourselves. So, you know, we, we are at that point now with, with our scale that we're able to actually do a couple of creative things. Um, one of the things that's really hard for first time people getting into the industry is, is there's a difference between business credit and personal credit. So, uh, you know, if a business is new or if you don't have a lot of business credit, it's typically harder to get that first truck. That means basically when I say harder, that this means that down payment is larger. But, you know, we're able to do some flexible things. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we, we, we serve, we report to a bank too, so we can't do anything we want to do. By the same token, I think that, you know, we really want to invest in people that we believe in. Um, because at the end of the day, somebody believed in us and gave us an opportunity when a lot of people told us no. Nah, for, for sure. You know, a, a question that I thought of, man, that I wish I would have asked you on the podcast, and I'm going to ask it now before we kind of get into some questions, autonomous vehicles. Right. What 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 do you know about autonomous that you're seeing from the truck dealership perspective? Um, that's the first question. How is that from what you know and understand right now? How is that going to change the customer journey? Right. And, and, and how do you see that kind of impacting the industry? You know, um, autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles, they kind of, they're kind of in the same sentence. Right. Uh, one of the you know, from a statistic standpoint, uh, I'm a numbers guy by nature, but only 3% of vehicles purchased in 2019, that's commercial and passenger vehicles, were alternate fuels. So we're still very much in the early adopter stage of that bell-shaped curve. So, you know, when you talk about autonomous vehicles and you talk about EV vehicles, I think we're a little earlier than, you know, actually it seems right now. Uh, there's proven technology. Um, if you've noticed, there are some of the larger manufacturers 
are now coming out with their first wave of things. But you know, I, I think we're about 10 years off. Um, I think we're about 10 years um, and, and it's really, you know, things that are gonna slow these type of things down as infrastructure, right? You know, you know, the world has to be 100% 5G for autonomous vehicles to be able to have the bandwidth to be able to talk to each other everywhere. Well, you know, me and you, we live in metropolitan cities. Well, if you're in the middle of nowhere in Midwest, uh, 5G is real hard to come by. So, you know, can we get the infrastructure? Are, you know, are the electric companies on board? You know, it's not just the vehicle. There's just so much more. Um, but overall, you know, I, I think just like anything else, change is going to happen. Um, you have to be dynamic and you have to be willing to change. I mean, if you think about it, you know, hell, you know, last year, this time, think about where we are now. There's been so much change. But the same token, you know, three strikes are still out and it still takes five hours to get there from L.A. to New York. So something <laughs> stay the same. Right, right, right. Is, is are, are, are any of these companies like, you know, are, are they soliciting you net yet or are they reaching out are they giving you any guidance around sales is that happening yet is that conversation happening i've actually done some investments uh you know some private investment and some you know people that i think are doing a really good job um i, I have partner i have partnered um a couple uh partnerships on the west coast that i'm in on the guys of uh, ev vehicles um they are a little further ahead on the west coast so um, I'm positioning the dealership to be in the best position to be able to serve our customers. You know, at the end of the day, I want our customers to be able to come here and say, hey, I'm coming to you because you're a subject matter expert. Teach me. Right. And I want to be able to give that education. So it's a, I take it upon myself to go get that education, to come back, tell my organization and then make business plans aligned to make sure that we have the, the products that our customer needs. Got you. What do you think is the, 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 the biggest downfall that you've seen in your experience of most first time truck buyers? I think the biggest downfall is, is that some people think it's a side gig. Um, and I think that first truck, unless you have great infrastructure, right? If you have great infrastructure, you have great support, you know, running trucks is a serious deal. Uh, uh you know, it, it's not, it's, it's, it's a tough business. Um, competition for CDO drivers is very hard. Um, there's a shortage of drivers in the world, um, especially for people who don't have their own CDL. Because um, at the end of the day, if you got your own CDL, you can hop in a truck and make the run. Um, also, I don't think that people understand the maintenance piece, right? This isn't, unfortunately, this isn't like a car um, where if you go two or three thousand miles past your oil change, it'll be okay. But no, when these diesel engines, when they have catastrophic failures, it's 20, 30, 50,000 miles to get these things back on the road. So really understanding the total cost um, of owning a vehicle, um, the insurance, insurance is very high. I think that's something that people always kind of forget. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you can be carrying up to 70,000 pounds. And if, if, if somebody makes a mistake, it's typically deadly. So, you know, there's a lot of things that people, you know, really don't take into consideration. But at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, this is a hell of a business to be in. Do do you guys so you guys set up like PM schedules with your with your customers and everything like that to come in and do maintenance? Is that typically how you work? Yep. So we do wraparounds, right? So if a customer comes in um, and they want to purchase a vehicle, we offer them full services. So everything from telematics packages so that they can see their vehicle, where their vehicle is going, everything from on demand connection. Essentially, that allows me to monitor your vehicle while you're driving your vehicle. So essentially, it's a puck that goes in. So before your check engine light comes on, before your truck derates, before you have a catastrophic failure, you know, we will reach out to the customer and say, hey, Mr. Customer, your vehicle is about to fail. You need to go see a dealership right now before it turns into catastrophic failure. 
So everything from, you know, just regular PM maintenance to brakes, et cetera, all the way to, you know, preventive from telematics and over, over the air telematics systems. Oh, got you. So you guys have like a whole bunch of, you offer like a suite of services in addition just to buying the truck. You pretty much cover any, everything. Yep. We have one, uh, one gal and, and she, her total job, but she, if you go in there, she's got like four or five screens and it's just dots of trucks. And if it's a green, it's good. If it's a yellow, that means something's about to happen. If it's a red, so we're able to communicate and talk to people regardless of where they are in the country. Cause at the end of the day, um, you want to get to the problem before the problem happens. Cause there's no thousand dollar truck fix out there. Uh, every, <laughs> there's no thousand dollar truck fix. If somebody charging you a thousand dollars to fix it, you know, your truck somewhere, you, you know, there's parts. It's just, it's just expensive, so expensive. Right. And how does that happen? Usually like a, a, a phone call, will somebody reach out phone call, text message, email? How does that work? So anyway, right. So when you come in, we set you up with a customer profile. What's your preference? Do you like being called? Do you like being emailed? Do you like being text? Right. This is that whole idea of us. We're here to serve you. Right. So at the end of the day, what's your best way of communication? Do you have more than one truck and you have a, a manager? Right. So I'm, I'm, am I just calling the manager? Am I, do you want me to reach the driver directly? Who is the person that I can get to the quickest and the fastest to make sure that you have the best of uptime available? Got you. All right, y'all, listen, I, I want y'all to ask y'all questions. I'm going to start asking questions. Throw your questions in the question box because I will. I can ask questions all night. I'm extremely inquisitive. I'll keep on going, but I want y'all to have an opportunity. Y'all are here to ask questions, so throw them questions in the question box. Let me see if we got any questions out here. Before I saw D. I saw D ask a question on uh, are we international, Thomas? Uh, okay. We're international. Uh, we sell about 500 uh, IC units a year. Um, and our market share in the state, I believe, is just under 50%. Um, we fell back a little bit last year. but uh, So we sell about 50% of the, the buses in, within the state of Maryland. Okay. Got you. Got you. And you said and you're also Navistar, right? Yes, Navistar. Navistar, you know. Uh, Navistar, which encompasses international and IC school bus. And then we also are a Hino dealer as well as an Azuzu dealer as well. Got you. And the Hino are the box trucks, which yeah, are the Hino, preferred preferred box trucks. I always hear about people talking about those Hinos. Yeah, Hino's a good product, man. You know, but I, I tell you, nowadays with Cummins, uh, with Cummins engine, Cummins engines are in Pete, Freightliners, International, Hinos, Zuzu, they're in everything. So at the end of the day, you're you're really just picking a cab preference. Um, you know, so at the, you know, I think right now a lot of the manufacturers are kind of sitting back and saying, you know what? We're just going to let Cummins own the diesel industry, and then we're going to go into different technologies. So I think that's what you're seeing because everybody has a Cummins product uh, under the under the hood at this point. Got you. Do you guys service trailers at all? Yep, we do service trailers. Um, and the way that we do service trailers, and re whether it's a reefer or dry, um, we also have a body shop facility as well. Uh, we have a body shop facility where you can fit a 60-foot unit inside that facility. Uh, so we have a body shop as well. Okay, got you, got you. All right, let me see if there's any more questions over here. Let me see. Prevo Van Hall. Listen, y'all, ask y'all questions. Don't be shy. Don't be shy, because I'll talk all night. Ask y'all questions in the questions box. Whoever is looking to buy a truck, I know you got questions. Now Now's your opportunity to ask them. Let me see. Chanel, you're looking to buy a truck. What's your question? What's your question, Chanel? <laughs> All right. 
So let's move forward while while everybody gets their gets their courage up to ask their questions. Let's let's you know we 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 touched on a podcast about you know you being um you know two of the twenty one hundred um sure. <laughs> black owned you know minority yeah. dealerships in the country. It's like a tongue twister when you try to say it right. Um, well, you, we, we shouldn't have to say it, but yeah, right, it is right, a tongue right. twister, right? <laughs> Right, right. You should you shouldn't have to say what what is your relationship with the other with the other black owned dealership? Let's talk about that. So um Oscar Horton, um he he's a great mentor of mine, right? And he actually came to my wedding. Um he he him and his family, uh, they do a really good job at Horton International. Um, you know, they're great family friends of ours. Um and you know, the conversations that him and I have are pretty I got an English bulldog here that's just going that's going nuts. <laughs> I apologize. No, that's cool. Um our the, our relationship um uh, really sorry give me give me one second Hold yeah on yeah one. he wants to get on camera yeah he... <laughs> listen y'all ask y'all questions make sure you throw your questions in the box you have an opportunity to talk with the ceo of a truck dealership right here he owns the dealership ask the questions please get him out there yeah, I'm listening. No, sorry about that yeah so um but yeah great relationship great friend great family friend um but you know he's been in the business since about 2000, so you know he's been, you know they've been they've been running since about 2021. So okay, uh, none, nonetheless, you know it's, it's good competition, but it's family, man. It's really family. Nah, that's beautiful. That's 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 so dope. That's so dope. All right, I see a couple questions popping up in the box. All right, let's see. So Sean said, "Sells sell used. Uh, what type of maintenance plans are included?" And Sean's a first-time buyer, so asking what type of maintenance plans are included for uh, used. So, so on our used trucks, uh, you know, it really just depends on the make, year, and model, right? So, essentially, what we'll do is we'll follow the manufacturer's interval guide. So, if they want to change oil every, if they want to do a full PM every ten, every fifteen, every twenty thousand miles, we'll go through that. Um, and same thing on air filters. Uh, you know, whatever that looks like for that make, um, especially on the used side, uh, we, we always do recommend that people get warranties, right? Just like if you were to go um, hypothetically to CarMax, uh, where CarMax offers a warranty. Uh, there's a couple of national warranty companies um, that uh, that we use um, when I call it national national warranty. And then there's another one that's not as popular. But I do I do suggest anybody purchasing a piece of used equipment to purchase a warranty. Uh, I know that's an additional cost, but at the same token, you know, it's just like having insurance, right? When something goes wrong, you want to have your business plan that will allow you to keep on moving forward. Got you. I like that. Chanel asks, what truck do you recommend for a first time buyer and what's a healthy budget to get started? That's a good question. Yeah, it's, it, that is a good question. Um, you know, you know, it really depends on where you are, right? And, and Chanel, I'm gonna—I'm uh, not—I'm not seeing where you are in the chat really fast. 